What is going on, everybody? This is Drew here. I want to welcome you all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down. This is Phoenix Down episode number 91.2. And we are continuing our playthrough of The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. Today I have with me Matt. Hello again. And yeah, so we, I've made some progress. I don't know how much progress I made, but... Um, yeah, I feel the same way. <laughs> it's more progress than I've made in the past two years. So, there you go. <laughs> when, uh, when I got back into it, I jump-started it with that 20 hours that week. So this wasn't quite that level of progress, but yeah. still some decent progress. Yeah, so uh last thing I remember talking about was we were at that uh party in Skellige with uh all the sons who were running for the the next king or next arl or whatever. Yeah, and that that's really interesting to me because I, you know, like I mentioned, I kind of progressed past that without actually finishing the key side quests there in Skellige and I had gone off to Kermorin and I had gone and done some other activities and kind of left that behind. I, with this play session, I came back and kind of picked right up there and I actually really liked my time in Novigrad and I think that's because I spent so much more time with the side quests. So when I returned to Skellige, I'm like, alright, I I know the backdrop here, I know they're trying to find the new king, I'm not going to leave Skellige or progress the game any further until I help someone get crowned. So I didn't do that. I did do a few side quests in Skellige. Um, so first, before we get to that, let's talk about what we were doing at that party. We were trying to sneak into the basement of it to get the Mask of Ouroboros. Um, and in doing so, we were able to do it. Um, and which we did talk about this, didn't we? Yeah, through this, and you know, you've got all the the bears and deer and stuff that are yeah. all stuffed. You kind of trip a little bit. What else? Gosh, what else did I talk about? So, did you end up going on any of the the children's quests? Yes. So I went and did um, the one with the daughter. Yeah, I think that's where we kind of left it because at that point I hadn't done these side quests. Right. Yeah. So. I've done the one with the daughter where she has gone to a different island and the Arl there has, we think he's, he's cursed. He's acting strangely and hurting himself as well. Yeah. He's hurting himself. He's saying the gods are telling him to do this stuff as penance for something. And, we take on this quest and we have to like learn a lot of the history of this guy. Apparently he, um, his brother, uh, was, uh, they were on a boat together mm -hmm. and he fell overboard and he claims that he didn't realize he was overboard until he was well past there, but kind of found out he actually did mean to not pick him up <laughs> yeah it's i mean he's clearly like there was some intent there but there's also a lot of guilt there yeah and uh so originally everybody's thinking it's the brother haunting him so we go and try to find the sword that the brother uh owned 
at their old home. Yeah, we find the ghost. Yeah, we find the sword. We take it to where he possibly fell into the water and drowned. And we figure we return the sword to him. He stops haunting him. That's not the case. He's still being tormented. This time it's getting even worse. To the point where he's now poked out his eyes. Or poked out an eye. Yeah. Uh, and that's when Geralt is like, there's something else going on here. And, God, what's the creature called? I think it's a Heim. A Heim? Uh, there's apparently a demon that has latched onto him. A Heim, which... Uh, feeds, feeds on pain. Yeah, feeds on pain and guilt. And when it latches onto you, it makes you do more pain to yourself. Uh, and it's been doing it to him for years. So we have to draw it out. And the only way to draw it out, there's two options we have here. Uh, there's the option where we kind of just, um, we we take the Arl and we sit him down and basically sweat it out of him. <laughs> uh, and then it finally comes out. Or we listen to the the king's daughter and she's wanting to potentially try to get the, the Heim to leave him to go to another person. Yeah, which is kind of interesting because it'll only switch if it thinks – that the person it's switching into is ripe and has done something terrible, in which case there will be a lot of guilt and pain. So it's, you know, ripe for feeding. Right. So she's, I chose that one. Did you do that one? Yeah. Yeah, uh, me too. I mean, that sounded way more interesting. Of course I did that one. <laughs> and it's so good because I've always seen GIFs of this online, but I've never, I've never, <laughs> I've never done this quest. Yeah. And had the context. <laughs> and so, um, <laughs> She tells you, he's like, all right, wait here at the old house and start a fire. Uh, and we'll be back. I'll be back. Just trust me. And Carol's like, all right. So she busts in the door being chased by a bunch of guards. She has a baby in her hand. It's the, the Arl's baby. <laughs> and she hands it to Geralt and says, throw it in the fire. And you have a, you have a timed decision event where you throw the baby in the oven. <laughs> <laughs> or you give it back to the Arl. <laughs> and of course I chose throw the baby in the oven. <laughs> yep. And I've, I've always seen that gif of Geralt just grabbing a baby and throwing it in the oven and slamming the door. <laughs> and I was That's like, funny because I have it, but I can just imagine how weirdly out of character that is. Like, nope, don't ask any questions. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that countless times. And finally I was like, oh, now I get it. <laughs> so I throw the baby in the oven. Uh, come to find out it wasn't actually the baby, <laughs> but Geralt doesn't know that. And Geralt thinks I just threw a freaking baby in the oven. <laughs> and so the Heim comes out and tries to get onto Geralt and Geralt uses that opportunity to then fight the Heim. Yep. And, Pretty uh, weak. Yeah. So that was a really good one. And it was kind of cool. Uh, there was a couple of points. I think like when you're in the basement and you light a candle and you can see the shadow of the Heim on the wall. Yeah. And then if, a few other times you can see, I think the brother, what's his name, U Udelric. You can see him, like his shadow has the Heim's, like his body has the Heim's shadow. And uh, I thought that was cool. I mean, it, it could have been maybe a touch more subtle, but the fact that they at least didn't call it out, I thought was nice and subtle. Especially the one in the basement where you just see it up on the wall. And you think that there might actually be something there, but it's just a shadow. And, 
you don't really know what it means quite yet at the moment. Right. Kind of cool. So I did that side quest. There was another side quest with one of the brothers where he was going to go fight a giant. Yeah, I did that one as well. I did not do that one. I didn't have time. Um, It's long. Well, see, that's the thing is all this stuff is long. Yep. So I've said, okay, let me progress the story some more. So I, uh, do you want to talk about the giant one? Yeah, I mean, there's there's not really a ton to say about it. You, it, it's one of those it's one of those missions where you spend a lot of time with Witcher Vision on, following tracks mm-hmm. up through the hills and into the caves, and you know, there's a blood splatter, and then tracks, and then blood splatter, and then a body, and then blood splatter. So there's a lot of that going kind of up and into the caves, and you fight some like rock trolls, okay, yeah, which. Are, Actually, reasonably, not hard to beat, but they take a little bit longer because they block a lot. A lot of those, a lot of those guys you can talk to, like the rock trolls. I mean, I ran into them later, a little bit later on. Yeah, yeah, the ones later I talked to. These ones were just kind of common enemies. I don't think there was any conversing with them. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, you just kind of keep doing that until you end up. Into kind of the giant's lair, and you find there's a, a friend there that you can either rescue or not rescue. And, you know, it's a bit of a decision point because you're trying to decide if he's going to blow the whole thing. A lot of it has to do with uh, who gets credit for killing the giant because there's a, there's a bit of back and forth where you're, you're talking to the son, Hjalmar, you know, again, because it's a long trek. You talk to him a bit, and essentially, essentially, I, I let that other guy in the cage go. I mean, you could have waited until after the giant was slain, so that it was clear that Hjalmar would get the credit for it. But I let him out, and kind of all of us just took down this giant. It wasn't terribly hard, uh, but then, but then, yeah, basically, you get another choice, which is to let. Hjalmar have the credit or not and if you do he gets kind of the nickname throughout the rest of town like because he ends up going back to the father back to the ceremonies to try and see who's going to be the next the next king and basically I just said yeah you you can have the credit until everybody calls him the giant slayer gotcha I wanted to do that but I just didn't have enough time I was like I need to get through the story so um, we eventually had to meet up with Jennifer and Jennifer has really made some people angry. <laughs> um, after stealing that mask, uh, the, uh, the leader of the Druids gets really upset, um, uh, because, well, you're not supposed to use that mask. It's bad to do. It could destroy a lot of things. Uh, but she has to because it's it's allowing us to basically see through time and see what happened to Siri. So going through the forest area here where the cataclysm happened, we're able to use the mask to see certain things that happened in the past. Just kind of cool. I kind of like that. I mean, you don't get a ton out of them at first because it's just at intersections and you're basically just saying which way did they go right but uh 
in the end, we figure out what kind of happened. Um, Siri was with somebody, another mage of some sort, who uh, was getting chased by somebody. Uh, kind of find out it's actually the wild hunt was chasing them. And it seemed like the uh, the other maze that was with her kind of stayed back to hold off the wild hunt. And uh, Siri escaped through a portal. Uh, and in doing so, uh, to I guess to, to combat them, that's how the explosion happened? Am I thinking that right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Now, needless to say, Siri's not there anymore. Um, <laughs> yeah, was this? You do have the the entire where you actually get to play through series backstory. Yeah, that's right. Uh, it wasn't a <clears throat> super long one, but it's weird that you're in like the <laughs> the baths and you're. you're it was not even like a short story. It was just an encounter. Like you're in this. So this, I think, was after after that teleportation, maybe. Yeah. And you end up in you know a relatively small town. You get taken in by a family. Essentially, the brothers kind of into her, but kind of awkward. And you spend some time in the spa with the mother and sister. Yep. So now all this happens. Does this happen? Yeah, this happens after the werewolf stuff in the garden. Yep. I forgot about that. I need to talk about yep. that because I did that side quest as well, which took yeah. me every freaking where. Yeah, I certainly did. My God. So yeah, before we run into the brother we first have to resurrect or not the brother but before we run into the guy who kind of had the hots for her we have to resurrect him <laughs> for a <Yeah>. minute <laughs> so um he we, we go into the town where siri was and they say yeah the guy who the guy like like the town had been like pretty much ravaged by the the wild hunt and they're like, okay, so what happened here? He said, well, uh, this uh, they named him. I can't remember what his name is, but they he's like, he brought her into town, and we exiled him because he brought that on us. And we're like, okay, well, where is he? Like, he went to the garden where the the big bad wolf is, essentially. Uh, and uh, he he actually went there to kind of redeem himself. I'm gonna slay this werewolf. Uh, and um, maybe everybody will accept me again. The problem is you, you can't kill the werewolf. Yep. So, well, uh, you, yeah, you can try. You can definitely try. Um, so we go to the garden where the werewolf is, and we try to find him, try to find his body. Um, at this point, Jennifer's not telling us exactly what she's planning on doing. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of her withholding all of her information. She's doing this a lot. So, um, yeah, uh, we go to the garden, we run, in, I run into the werewolf and fight him 
And of course he's like, I'm actually cursed. Uh, if you can lift this curse from me, then, uh, you know, I'll help you find some stuff. It's like, I got some valuable stashed away to which that's just a side thing. You don't have to do that. Uh, eventually it took me forever to find where I needed to go here. Yeah. I, I'm trying to think back on this mission. I don't, I know I did it. I don't know that I feel like I finished it. And in general, in this game, I can't really tell if I like that approach because it, it seems like a design decision that they've made throughout this game is that you can progress before you're done with a mission. So that's the, what I think I feel like I did on this mission. You're talking about this, like helping the werewolf. Yeah, like, that part. Or I mean, each like the overarching story of each city. The fact that you can just kind of leave without ever finishing it or seeing it. True, that's true. The character side quest you don't really need to do, although we'll get to that maybe at the end of this. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, I, I did decide to – so I did everything I needed to do in the garden, but then I went and, and cured the the werewolf guy. Um, I had to go get his medallion and kind of find out he was like a really horrible person <laughs> working for another horrible person. He was cursed for good reason. And when I cured him, I, 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 st I originally thought, and I was like, I really wish I hadn't cured this guy. Because he was like, I, I don't know. like it, Just the way he handled himself after I cured him. Cure him and then slay him? It, well, I wish I could have, but I didn't. Well, now, you probably could have, because the guy that gave me the cure, which was like a medallion or something like that I put around his neck. It was mm -hmm. a fang. It was like a wolf's fang or something like that. Uh, he told me not to let him leave. Like he's like you, right? You cure him, but you kill him afterwards. And I told him, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but I did let him go because he told me where, like where the rewards were. Even though I doubt I'll ever, I, yeah, I, I, it was a sword I used. It was actually pretty good. Mm. But you didn't do that. You didn't. No, I didn't finish it. I, I don't know. Again, because of the way that the mission is kind of structured, I know I did enough to progress, but I don't remember actually like finishing this and rescuing him. It's almost like you, backstory. you, it's almost like you have to just stop what you're doing and say, okay, I just need to do this quest. Yeah. That's, that's the problem. None of it really flows very well. Yeah. And, and I really can't tell if that's like, cause it, it seems like a negative if I don't get the payoff for these. But on the other hand, you can really get lost in this game and like meander from thing to thing, kind of set your own priorities, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Because it, and only because it does a good enough job of structuring my quest, so I know which one's a story quest, which one's an expansion quest, which one's a side quest, or Witcher contract. Like the fact that it's really clear about what's what means I'm okay meandering a bit. Yeah. Whereas some games, it's just a little harder to tell, and uh, you know, I, I just never even can tell if I'm making progress, and it, it would be a, a straight negative for me. In this game, I, I really can't tell because I don't like to miss things, but I also kind of like the idea that I can do things at my own pace. Yeah, and the thing is, is like I feel like that game's designed that way because it's almost jarring sometimes because if you just mainline the story. You know, I, I saw Yennefer 20 minutes ago, but 
I'm mainlining the story, and it's supposed to be like weeks later, yeah, kind of thing. And I'm just like, yeah, well, I just it feels weird because I like I just saw you like 20 minutes ago, you know, game time. So yeah, and I feel like it's supposed to be that way, but you know, it's a video <laughs> game. You can you know, you can you can straight up just go through the story. Um. So yeah, go. Uh, at the 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 werewolf or whatever. So we we resurrect this guy, and he tells us the story of Siri coming to town after the whole big explosion thing and her escaping. Um, the 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 mage that she was with told her, "Hey, you need to meet us. Meet me somewhere." And um, she said, "Okay, I will." And then she wakes up the next day goes take a bath um you don't have to do this stuff but you know i'm not going to pass up optional stuff uh and as she's getting ready to go uh unfortunately the wild hunt shows up <laughs> and they're killing everybody in town and uh the guy that found her and brought her to town he helps her escape she gets on a boat with a guy. I didn't quite realize you were supposed to escape here, so I probably spent 20 minutes slaying the wild hunt. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, man, they just keep coming. I don't know how long this section lasts. And then I'm like, oh, all right, uh, I'm an idiot. Yep, got to go with the horse. Yep. Uh, and we make it to the beach, and she gets on a boat with a guy. We don't see who that guy is. And the... Uh, we're seeing all this through the the guy who we resurrects eyes. He's telling it, and um, he gets attacked on the beach. And when he falls over onto the beach, he sees this ugly looking creature thing going through, basically <laughs> pillaging stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and. Uh, that, Despite that he can like barely walk and hobbles everywhere, and yeah, and then that's uh, that's that, uh, and then we cut back to us basically resurrecting this dead body, and uh, yeah, that was a little messed up. Jennifer didn't care; she's like, "I need this information," and Geralt was all like, "You know, it sounded like he was in a lot of pain." Yeah, this black magic stuff's not really. Nice. Yep. So. Uh, but after that quest is finished, um, we get another optional quest uh, with Jennifer. She needs. She has uh, some unfinished business she needs to get taken care of. She asks Geralt to meet her somewhere on the Skellica Isles. Uh, and I was like, okay. At that point, I was like, all right, I need to do mainline story stuff. And then it popped up the quest known as The Last Wish. And I said, okay, I need to at least do this one. So I went and did that quest. <laughs> that's that's one of the ones I lost, and I really wanted to do that one because, right, if the if it's got the same name as a book, it might be an important quest. It's actually a really important quest. Yep. Um, yeah. I auto-failed it. I understand why you auto-failed it, because it's kind of... It's pretty big. Mm. 
So, do you want me to tell you what the last wish was? Yeah, you might as well, because I can't get the answer in this game, and I'm not sure what happens if and when there's a new game plus. Did those time-dependent quests become available again or not? I don't know. Probably not would be my guess. So, the last wish is basically pertaining to the last wish uh, chapter of the, the book. So, uh, for those of you who don't know, or haven't watched the Netflix show yet, um, uh, there's a story, um, where Geralt first meets Yennefer, and he's, uh, he meets her because Dandelion, uh, is, um, is about to die. Uh, Geralt is looking for a jinn. And he uh, is warning the Jin because he can't sleep. He can't sleep, and it's driving him crazy. And he wants a Jin to basically grant him three wishes, and he wants to use one of the wishes to be able to sleep. Which is pretty low on this on the scale of what you would wish for with three wishes, but you know, to each their own. Yeah. So. Uh, he finds the djinn and dandelion unfortunately gets attacked by it and almost loses his voice uh but he takes uh dandelion to the nearest town and's like i need to find the sorceress a mage to help heal him because it's magical in nature he runs into the local sorceress which is yennefer and that's where they meet um, and she cures Jeskier or Dandelion. And when she realizes that Geralt has a Jin, um, the Jin runs off, but she's able to summon the Jin. She wants to summon it so she can have overwhelming power. Uh, but, uh, Geralt, in order to save her, uh, something bad happens, and Geralt has to save her. He has to use up his last wish, and his last wish is that him and Yennefer will be connected forever. Now, cut to The Witcher 3. Yennefer has heard that there is a person on the Skellige Isles who uh, summoned a jinn. And he disappeared. They don't know what happened to him. Well, uh, so she wants to go get a Jin and wants Geralt to help her. And of course, during this time, they're talking about the last wish and stuff like that. And the last time we ran into a Jin, uh, <clears throat> she's not telling Geralt exactly why she's wanting the Jin. Well, uh, apparently this guy had a shipwreck. So we're looking for shipwrecks. Uh, we find a shipwreck, the proper one. He finds part of a, it's not a medallion. It's like a, it's like a seal that controls mm -hmm. the Jin. He finds part of it and she's like, okay, well that's good because I can use this part to find the other part. And so she finds the other part and teleports them. And the other half of the ship is on top of a snowy mountain. 
So come to find out, the person who had this Jin uh, was ha- uh, in the middle of a shipwreck. He wished the Jin to take him and his ship to safety. And it took him to the top of the mountain. So when you get teleported, you're on a snowy mountain and you see at the top of a mountain a shipwreck. Hmm. It's actually really cool. So we go up on the ship. And Biblical we, almost. Yeah. And we find the other uh, half of the of the uh, medallion or, or the, the, the sigil or whatever. And uh, we find the remains of the guy who had it. He's dead. Uh, and it wasn't because of the Jin. It was basically the Jin teleported the ship. And when the ship landed on the um, mountaintop, a... Uh, a shelf or a bookcase fell on him and crushed his head <laughs> and killed him anyway. <laughs> uh. So we put it together. We summon the Jin. He has one last wish. Uh, we have to fight the Jin first. Uh, have so how we have like a little mini boss fight, uh, and then she's able to control it. Then, and she basically, in front of Geralt, reverses his last wish. <laughs> saying, I don't want to be connected to Geralt anymore. That's her last wish? Yes. And so you have this long dialogue conversation about, like, you know, why did you want to reverse my wish? She's like, because I wanted to know what it felt like without having you connected to me. And Which is like, interesting because her, her in the TV show – her comment is more along the lines of, how do we even know if this is real, if it's just based on the wish? Not that I want it to end, I just want to know if there's something real underneath it. Well, there you go. And that was the whole reason for this in The Witcher 3. Yeah. And uh, Carol's like, well, how do you feel? She's like, I feel the exact same. He's like, I do too. So I guess we're in love. <laughs> I guess we're in love. Yep. And that was that was pretty much the the quest. Yeah, it's kind of a fitting tribute back to it. Yep. So, um, yeah, I did that side quest. Um, after that, so let me ask you a question because I am confused. <clears throat> I re- I've done the Bloody Baron stuff two years ago. Yep, good stuff. I was under the impression that the the ugly baby, Uma, Uma, <laughs> which I think I only realized on this playthrough is like a an acronym for ugliest man alive. UMA I did not know that. I don't know if it is, but he because he also says Uma like that's his only like word. Yeah. So I thought that's why they called him Uma, but then when I hovered over him. The, the, his name was Ugliest Man Alive. Okay. Huh. Did not realize that. So, the Bloody Baron has Uma. Yep. I was under the impression that that was the baby that we saved. Is it not? No, I don't think it was because I thought there was a different name for like the demon baby. Yeah, there was. So, did we run into Uma? Because, like, like, it's been a long time. But Geralt was like, I've seen that ugly baby before. Yep. I know exactly where it's at. 
It's with the Bloody Baron. Did we see it? Did he have it like as a pet or something? The, the first time around? Yeah. For the life of me, I don't remember that. Yeah, because the name here, it was a botchling, and it got transformed into a lubberkin. Yeah. So that that's what we dealt with. Even though they're both baby-sized. I think he was there. I think that it was mostly the... Um, I think it was somebody else in the Bloody Baron's building that was, like, taking care of Uma. All right, so I'm going to click on this. Uh, when Geralt encountered a mishappened midget at the Bloody Baron's court, he didn't think much of it. Yes, Jester. Yeah, yet when he heard a similarly deformed being had washed up on Skellige's shore in the same boat in which Ciri and her mysterious companion had sailed off shortly prior, he connected the two at once. It was clear this rough-hewn hunk of flesh uh, was the key to finding Sorella. Yep. Uh, two, two, two babies at the Bloody Baron's keep. Okay, gotcha. I don't like. It's been so long. I don't remember seeing the ugly baby the first time around. So, yeah. Our next thing that we have to do is go to the Bloody Baron's place and get Uma. And this is where I began today. Ah, uh, I did all this today. <laughs> um. So we go back to, was it Vizima? Uh, yes. Or is it Valen? Valen was the no man's land. And that was where the Blade Baron was. Yeah, Crow's Perch is the name of his... His little castle or whatever. Yeah, his little area. So we go back to him. He's not there. Uh, and nobody really cares that we take Uma. <laughs> yeah, they they put up like a token fight, and then they're just like, "All right, well, just he's your your responsibility now." Yeah. So we take him, and we're traveling to Karen Morin, and uh, we get stopped by the Nilf Guardians, and they're like, "Nope, you need to come with us." And we go, and we have to do basically a sit rep. With uh, the Nilfgaardian king. And I forgot all about this. <laughs> it had been so long. I was like, oh right, he was telling us to go find Siri. Um, it was, yeah, all the way from the beginning of the game, right? Yeah, which was Siri's dad? Yep. Which, yeah, that whole that whole part of the history I had kind of forgotten. Didn't... I keep wanting to call him Varys. What's his name? I don't even know. I thought Ciri's dad died during the first Nilfgaardian uh, attack. Along with everybody else there. You know, from the show? Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Ah, well, Whatever. I mean, wasn't her dad the guy that was Sonic the Hedgehog? The one that was mm-hmm. cursed? Yeah. Was that? 
I guess it would have to be. She yeah. wasn't pregnant at that point, right? Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? It's been years. Anyway, he he wants uh, an update, and I yeah, get, it might I, just be his uh, surrogate father. Yeah, I got I, I gave that guy hell. I was like, I don't take orders from you. <laughs> but um, anyway, he lets us go on our way after that, and uh, we go to uh, Karen Morn. And uh, when we get there, we run into some old Witcher friends of ours. Uh, Jennifer's already there. And she's trying in a fall mood. Yeah. And everybody's everybody's mad at her because she's ordering them around and she's not telling anybody anything. We run into old Vesemir. And uh the two other witchers who were in the first game now that I remember correctly. Yep. If I you, remember the facial yeah. scar. Yep. You got uh Lambert. Which was he he, he was in a side quest I remember doing in The Witcher 3, back whenever I first played this game. I remember running into him mm. around the same time I ran into Roach. He was doing some type of um, some type of a, a Witcher contract, and I helped them out with that. Um, and then, what's the other ones? It starts with the E. Eskel? Uh, yeah. I think it's Eskel. Anyway, uh, yeah, we run into those guys. They're all, they've all got these, these things they have to do for Jennifer. And, uh, to be honest with you, I helped all those guys out before I even went and talked to Jennifer. Yeah. Did you have your conversation about the mattress with her? Yes, I did. Did you get, did she, (laughs) uh, send you away? No. Ah. So, I, I made a snarky comment. So, I basically don't really like Jennifer. And I, I made a snarky comment to her about, like, throwing the mattress out the window or something. And she just teleported me, like, 20 miles away. 200 yards over, and, like, I just fell into a lake. I didn't get that. Yeah. She was just like, I don't want to talk to you. Goodbye. And, like, <laughs> shoots you away in space, basically. She was upset. Because, um... When I when I got there, I did ask her. I was like, uh, "So why'd you why'd you throw the bed out of the window?" And she's like, "Well, to be honest with you, I don't really like the fact that you fucked one of my best friends on it." Yep. And she was like, "Yes, I understand. You had amnesia, but it still hurts." And I was, and you know, Garrett was like, "Look, I'm sorry." So I think because I did the last wish with her. Yeah, that must have been it. She she's like, okay, I forgive him. But I I also went. I didn't I didn't play it. Like I wasn't trying to get with her, so I basically was just snarky. I was like, just deal with it. I have amnesia. Get over it. And she she wasn't happy. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Uh, so did you have to like walk all the way back to Karen? Yeah, Moran? it took forever. Yeah, I had to walk all the way back to Karen Moran. <laughs> Soaking wet, like you get. I think he makes a point of. He's like, "Oh, this is awful." And then you have to you know, a couple of fights. Yeah, it's 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 not a long detour, but you know, ten or fifteen minutes to trek back. Yeah, that's actually pretty good. <laughs> so I went and helped out uh, both the other witchers. Um, went and hunt 
hunted a fork tail. Yep, me too. With Eskel, and then went to the um, to um, put all the elements inside of the um, the triangle thing. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, with Lambert, uh, she's still not revealing what she plans on doing with Uma. Uh, but, uh, before we try anything, um, Vesemir's like, all right, let me try a Witcher thing first before we start doing anything to this poor thing. And he takes the Uma away for the night. So they'll be back in the morning. And so begins possibly one of my favorite parts of this game. <laughs> which oh, is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is getting absolutely plastered with a bunch of witchers. <laughs> yep. I was going to mention that because it could have come off as pointless in some games, but I, I really like this as like the first time, almost like actually drinking. It's the first time they really open up to you. Yeah. You know, in, at least in this game. And I, I just thought that was kind of cool. Both like the, what you're doing in the game reflects kind of the way that might play out in real life. I really like that part. Yeah, it was really good. And hearing and funny. hearing Doug Cockle play a drunk Geralt is really fun. I like that slurred speech. <laughs> yep, slurred speech. The bubbles. And uh, um, Lambert gets Vesemir's old hat and starts running around with it. <laughs> then they all dress up like women. Did you do that? Oh, I, think... I didn't do that. Uh, yeah, so there, there's a part where basically they, you know, they they start saying, "Oh, I wish there were some women around." They're like, "Well, what about what about the other sorceresses that Yennefer was talking to? Why don't we just go up there and use her little triangular telephone?" Oh yeah, I did. I I, I shot that down because <laughs> I, I didn't. I, I went everywhere with it, but I was like. <laughs> Let's not piss off Yennefer. <laughs> See, I, I'm already past that point. Don't care what she thinks. So basically, I was like, that sounds like a fantastic idea. And we're like, well, but they're going to be expecting Yennefer. And they're like, well, why don't we just all dress up like Yennefer? And they all like, I think, I think Geralt's only got hot pants on. And that's it. And then one of the guys is in a, is in a full dress. And the other one is in some other state of, of female clothing. And they call, and the, and the person on the other side's like, uh, "I don't, I don't know what's happening." And they they call the guards or something, and then Jennifer walks in and breaks the whole thing up. And she's like, "I'm, I'm not even going to ask. Just go to bed. We need to get up early. We got a big day tomorrow." <laughs> so I, I shot it down, and uh, Lambert was like, "You want to fight then?" <laughs> and I was like, "I don't have the energy to fight you right now." <laughs> and uh, they're like, "All right, we're going to bed." And then <laughs> and that was the end of it. Yeah, I think it ended. For me, uh, where one of the guys got drunk and ended up outside, yeah, we had that, to like that happened yeah. with me. Yeah, and then that was basically, basically the end. Yeah, that was, uh, that was great. Yeah, that was that was one of the better parts. I thought memorable parts. Yeah. Uh, but right before we all get plastered, um, Jennifer does tell us what her plans are for Uma. Which is she is going to do the first half of the Witcher trials with Uma, and of course everybody's kind of like, "Are you out of your freaking mind?" Yeah, 
Lambert yeah, even, even the strongest can barely survive this. Yeah. I was like, that's, why do you think there's only so many witchers in the world? <laughs> Which actually is another, like, it's, it's a weird part of the game for me because there, there's so many times in this game where I'm like, oh, that sounds like a cool mission, but I want to progress the story, therefore I'm just going to skip it for now in the, in the, in the, for the sake of speed. I want to get through, progress a little bit more faster and, you know, get through the game and learn a bit more. And I find myself skipping some parts. But then a part that seems so inconsequential as getting drunk with these guys, I was doing the exact opposite. I'm like, how do I get the longest set of dialogue out of this scene that I can possibly get? Yeah. So anytime there was an option, you want you want another drink? I'm like, yeah, grab another bottle. Yep. And it's so weird. Like, I still want to get through it quickly. And this isn't the main story, but I'm just so interested in what they have to say and way that they like you know given that there's only a few witchers kind of in around anymore and you know they've they've known each other for so long they've been apart for so long that idea of like catching up with these guys and getting drunk it's is like throwaway to the whole story to the whole world to the mission but i just absolutely would have no desire of speeding through that to get on with the story and it's such a I, I guess a nod to you know how well written the characters are, but yeah, I don't know. It, it, I thought that was really just a, a great scene, and then even coming into this next scene with Yennefer, you know, and, and but in that whole argument over what they should be doing and whether this was a good idea felt so real, both because everybody's got a valid point, right? Which is kind of the the only reasonable way to have an argument if somebody's just unwilling to change and they're wrong like it doesn't really make sense and you know it's just illogical here like it all makes sense like why you wouldn't think that uma could get through it why she thinks we need to put uma through it and then just the whole basis of why would this even work and you know and the fact that she explains well the first part of the witcher trial is opening the body up to change yeah and during a normal witcher trial you take those mutagens and that's how you change in this case it'll just make him more receptive to the magic that will reverse the curse yeah and laying it out like that you're like oh shit that makes just perfect sense uh, you know <laughs> as weird and like this is a you know a, a fantasy game and you know the rules don't always jive with you know our normal rules but when she lays it out so clearly and so logically you're like all right well it, it makes sense and it fits with the world and witchers go through this process and yeah she knows what she's doing so, and just it felt it just felt real it felt more grounded and a good like argument for this whole group to have so here, here's my issue and this is this is something i came to the realization of while we were doing this i i love dragon age to death I feel like Dragon Age ripped off The Witcher. They have to go through a trial to become a Witcher. Same way as you have to go through a trial to become a Grey Warden. And not yeah. everybody survives it. And yep. you become attuned to the Dark Spawn because you have Dark Spawn blood in you. You're basically mutating yourself. I just. I see way too many similarities here. And that was, what's his face, Drew, right? Drew Carpitian? I, 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 maybe, I don't know. I just thought, name familiarity, that the Drews would like each other. But yeah, he, uh, I think he was the head writer on Dragon Age. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, 
would love to ask him that question. Yeah. Did you take influences from The Witcher because that came out back in the 80s, boss? <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, so we're basically pumping Uma with these potions that usually the toxicity would kill anybody. And Vesemir makes the point of, so they can't make any more witchers anymore because he says that the it's been lost to time, like the, the procedures on how to do it. Is that what they said? I thought they said people didn't want to be witchers anymore. Well, back back, Which, back in the day, they didn't they didn't care if you wanted to be a witcher or yeah. not. They just took you. I I, I don't I don't. I'm pretty sure Vesemir said that that thing of like, like you can't like we, we can't. Well, somebody I think Lambert said you. So you're just gonna make this this monstrosity a freaking Witcher, and then Vesemir was like, you can't make him Witcher. It's like the the techniques have been lost to time. Mm, I missed then, that line. But then Vesemir also has the line of, I he said I I really hoped I'd never see this again. And I'm like, well, if you were there when they created some witchers, can't you make more? Yeah, I, I thought he still had that capacity and just for some reason had chosen not to. Like they were done making witches for whatever reason. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to look it up here because it's going to yeah. annoy me if I don't. Well, it's Why? also important to the world because if witchers are important and you can just make more and you don't, well, you know, it's your own fault that you're – Getting wiped out by the wild hunt. Okay, so here we go. I found a Reddit post. Can anyone tell me why the Witcher schools aren't making new Witchers? I believe it's because the monsters are going extinct. He said, yeah, the demand for Witchers have been dropping for a long time. Human population has been rising, destroying habitats, making monsters extinct. North is teeming with monsters and plenty of Nilfgaardians guardians mention it. They're almost extinct in the empire because the Imperial army actually goes on out of their way to destroy their habitats and hunt them. The school of the wolf lost their mutagens and, uh, know how, uh, to make them during the Witcher one. Also the fact that they're all pretty much decent human beings and didn't like the trials because it's horrible. School of the Viper has plenty, pretty much, has been pretty much decimated and Letho was the last remaining witcher from that school. The school of the cat are a bunch of assassins. The school of the griffin just gets mentioned. That's about it. So we don't know shit about (laughs) what they're up to. If they are even around anymore, the humans are also starting to industrialize and, uh, uh, religion has sprung up and is basically all the rage now. Witchers have gone from accepted monster hunters to undesirables and freaks because they have a distinct look and can use a little magic. People are starting to care less and less about monsters. Yeah, I mean, I guess it makes sense as the world industrializes. Someone said, wait, doesn't Geralt recover the mutagens in The Witcher 1? Somebody says, yeah, but still no one knows how to use them and let people taking them survive. As for the school of cat, not just assassins, but apparently a bunch of psychopaths due to failed mutagen process, uh, drug addicts and murderers, as well as according to Season of Storm, the entire school was considered a failure. Mm. The only two witcher schools that are still taking recruits and are active in the traditional sense are the bear and griffin schools. 
The others have either annihilate, been annihilated by the like the viper and the cat, or lost their the know how to create witchers like the wolf. It's also mentioned in Wild Hunt that the Nilfgaard Empire has several large witcher schools. However, we don't get much more than that. No names, locations, or anything. This is due to the Nilfgaardians being far more tolerant of magic users and witchers than the Northerners. So there you go. I guess that's the reason why. Complicated answer. (laughs) But yeah. Uh, so I guess just because they don't need them anymore. And I don't know. Anyway, going back to the trial. So wait, can you you just remind me how long ago did that conjoining of the spheres happen in this world? How many years ago? Like, because that was the event that opened the portal, right? And let all the monsters come through. Uh, I guess. You talked about the what was it called? She she mentioned it whenever she was talking to what's her name, the 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 woman through the mirror thing, the migration. Yeah, I, I mean, was that within their lifetime or before? I'm assuming before their lifetime. Yeah, the conjunction of the spheres. Okay. 1,500 years before the events of the novel, trapping many unnatural creatures in this dimension. So all these monsters are originally from the Wild Hunt dimension. Yeah. And the Wild Hunt's trying to use Ciri, or get her blood, to open the portal back up. So that they can bring them all through? That's yeah. the thing. They can already come through because they've come and destroyed villages and stuff. Yeah, they can. I wonder if they just can't bring their their monsters with them. Hmm. Maybe just their horses. I guess. I guess we'll find out later on. But, uh, yeah, so um, we begin the trial on Uma. Uh, we have to do these three potions, which you can stop at any time. I didn't choose to. Oh, yeah. I wonder what would happen if you did. More than likely, somebody would be like, no, we have to keep going. Yeah, not much of a choice. Yeah. So, uh, Uma's in hardcore pain, uh, and Yennefer is trying to use magic to basically hold the body um, from, like, pretty much exploding. And uh, she's able, after a few hours, to lift the curse and um, pulls the curse and then throws it into the the box that has the elements in it. And what's left is an elf sitting there, not Siri. And this elf mage Geralt recognizes... I have no idea who this person is. Matt, do you remember? I thought he was the one from, like, when we were getting the flashbacks that was with Siri. Yeah, but Geralt... Avalak? But I feel like Geralt knows him more than that. Um... Hmm. See, I don't know. But... I wonder how, how do you spell that? 
something along the lines of A V A L L apostrophe A C H maybe. That's it. Avalak. Let's see here. Mm, let's see here. An elf uh, who had the ability of traveling between worlds met Geralt and told the Witcher about a prophecy connected to Ciri. Uh, Hmm. She's in a few of the novels, it says. Okay. I guess that makes sense. Huh. I, I, I need to stop reading because it's it's going in spoilers. I don't know. I don't know. That's the unfortunate thing is that I don't remember half this game. But anyway, he tells us that she has went to the Misty Islands? Yeah, the Isle of Mist. The Isle of Mist. Uh, but she um, she's hidden there now, but the Wild Hunt will find her very soon. Especially if you take her off of the Isle. Yeah. Because he wants to go rescue her, and they're like, well, you can't do that because what are you going to do? As soon as she leaves the Isle, they'll pick up the trail. and Yeah, just come after her. So, um, we come up with the plan of where they're going to take care of him. Geralt is to go out and get Siri, bring her back to Kara Morin, and they're going to hold off the wild hunt. Of course, they're like, well, we can't do that with the five of us. And they said, well, I got a few people that owe me some favors. I'll go get us some allies that'll help us out. Yeah. <laughs> To which I said, oh boy, yeah. <laughs> we're not almost done like I thought we were. No. No, n- now we're now we're gathering allies for the land's meet. Yeah, I especially never... because as I've been trying to speed through this a little bit, I have not done all the side quests that I would have done. All the character-based side quests. Speaking of which, as, Oil soon, yeah, as soon as I finished uh, talking to them... And I was able to go wherever I needed to. I had multiple quests open up to me. And then multiple quests say failed. So there was like Brothers in Arms Skellige. And it popped up and then it said failed. So I don't know what happened in Skellige that I missed. But I can't do it anymore. I'm surprised because you did some good amount of side quests there. Like, you did the two children's quests, right? I did one of the children's quests. I did not do the giant. I only did the daughter. Yeah, I guess, who's even in the Skellige one? So, I, I basically, the only one I've done prior to finding out that I need to do them here uh, was Triss's. That's it. So, back in Novigrad, I've got one character done. I, I, I've see. I, I remember this. I sent Triss off on a boat somewhere with a bunch of other mages. I don't know where she is. Yeah, I don't either. And I think, 
I think that's having done it. So I think what I read because I actually spent, you know, in, in since the last time we recorded, I spent a fair amount of time walking around, not accomplishing anything in this game. <laughs> Probably a good hour and a half or two. And one of the things I was trying to do that took me a while was to try and find Triss's house, and because there was two things I needed to do with her. One, I wanted to... I know what one of them is. Okay, three things I wanted to do with her. <laughs> um, including sending her back to Kermorin. And also, I had picked up something... Uh, what what quest was it? So, I was doing Zoltan's quest. And I, I won't spoil it if you haven't gotten to it gotten to it yet i remember the the one zoltan quest i did it was whenever i the first thing i did when i picked this game back up this last well the beginning of last or the end of last year was i was getting cards for him yep that's it that's the whole loyalty quest yeah i got his i got the cards for him and i did that and then i was like okay let's go do this the story stuff and i went to skellige yep so i i just did his side quest. I got the cards, but there's one part where, you know, I think it's the last card you get. You have to find, like, a secret room where the guy stores all his, you know, his prized possessions. Yep. Uh, One of them is a card. One of them is a little doll, and they say this is weird. It looks like it's been made with magic. It hasn't actually been, like, carved or sculpted. And he's like, oh, I should should remember to stop by Triss's and ask her about it. Yeah, I, I think I remember doing that. So that was the thing. I, I had it in my mind. I'm like, well, I was already going to go see Triss for two other reasons. I guess I'll ask her about this doll. But I couldn't find her. So then I was like, all right, what am I doing wrong? I, It's hard enough to find her anyway in Novigrad, but I, I knew which house she was in. And I went in. I knew it was that, I knew it was hers because the same landlords that she had that were kind of mean to me every time I went to visit her before now like didn't even recognize me. They were just like standard NPCs. So I, I didn't know where Trace was for the you know the same as you said I sent her off on a boat but I didn't send her off on a boat I said stay with me forget Yennefer we're together and so I just I don't know where she is currently and I still don't but I read that if you've completed her quest she'll just show up at Caremore and you don't need to do anything else hmm. so we'll see maybe she will maybe she won't okay you know what you reminded me of. <laughs> Do you remember in The Witcher 1, I think we were going to go see Triss, or we were going to go see somebody. We had to go there multiple times. And it was that old lady who would sometimes kick us out. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was sometimes I could just talk to her, and she was like, ah, oh, come on in. And then sometimes yep. she's like, get out of here. I know what you're doing. <laughs> and I was just like, this is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I just randomly remember that. <laughs> Yeah, similar to her horrible landlord tier. Yeah. Anyway, but that's but, that's, yeah. that's where I ended. So it's it's weird though. Looking up the list in Skellige, if you've done either of the kids' loyalty quests, you should have the option to recruit them. Okay. Uh, plus the father. Hmm. Uh, and there's there's two other people who I don't know. I didn't look at the quest line that failed. I, I wonder why it auto-failed, though. That's weird. Yeah, that's a good question. I'll take a look and see. Actually, you know what? Hang on a second. I guarantee you somebody's put this on Reddit. Brothers in Arms 
Metallica failed. Let's see here. I can't continue the quest, brothers in arms, Skellige, and I'm at help resolve the matter of succession to the Skellige throne. I chose not to help either them. I did the king's gambit and killed the bears and got the option to help. Okay, I can't read these names. I chose for them to resolve matters themselves, and then the quest didn't continue. Someone help. Uh, brothers in arms. Uh, okay. Hmm. I don't know. It's not. Not fine. Yeah. It's weird because it sounds like you should at least have a couple. A couple brothers you can get. Hang on a second, I just saw something pop up here. Uh, let's see here. Numerous quests which involve a major subplot content will be failed or rendered unavailable after the warning given at the beginning of the quest. It's best to pack... F- uh, oh... I definitely ought to get the Bloody Baron if he's somebody I can get. I was about to say, I definitely should get that one too. I don't know. Uh, uh, Whatever. I'll take a look at it this week whenever I'm playing it. See why exactly it was failed. Yeah. Which, I mean, it it makes sense. I don't feel like this part is integrated as organically as it was in, like, Mass Effect 2. Where, like, I, I really wanted to know more about all these characters and through growing to know those characters they became loyal to me here it's like alright I have a quest I need to go get them and ship them to the castle Yeah, you know it's a bit a bit less subtly handled I feel like here yeah alright so we do have an email this email comes in from Antonio says I don't think I've played a video game this much in in such a short period of time me either that 20 hours in a week was (laughs) was uh, more than I've put into any game in ages. He said a little over a month, and I've put around 160 hours. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, This is a game that I gave up on twice, and now I have to figure out where to place it on my all-time top ten. I just started Hearts of Stone, and will follow up with the final main campaign quest and Blood and Wine. I have no idea what game I'm going to follow up with once I'm done. By the way, have either of you played this on the Switch? If so, how does it compare? So uh, I, I actually answered this um, on Twitter to him. I reviewed the, the Switch version. Uh, it's still a great game. It's still The Witcher 3. But if you own an Xbox, PlayStation 4, or a PC that can run video games well, get it there. The only reason why... The, the, only reason I can suggest The Witcher 3 on Switch is if you really want to play this on the go or if you only own a Switch. 
Yeah, I actually thought about picking it up for a, for a minute there when we were restarting it because just knowing that I've I've had to travel so much in the last six months, the idea of being able to play that while holed up in a hotel room that's actually really nice, which is really cool because usually I'm like, all right, what C tier or D tier game am I going to play? Wishing I could play remotely or otherwise, you know, a, a quote unquote real game at home, and the fact that this game could be taken portable. Yeah, so it's impressive. I, I went back and read my review today because I, I sent him my review um, in docked mode on the TV. It only runs at 720p. Mm. On the handheld, it's only like 540p. But the thing is, it looks way better in handheld mode than it does on the TV. Because when you yeah. blow it up on a TV, it looks really muddy. Yeah, I've I played some PSP games on the TV, and they look horrendous. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is, is like they got every single thing in that game on the Switch. It's the largest Switch game to download. Um, yeah, that's, that's an achievement. Yeah, and it runs good. Like, no frame rate drops whatsoever. Like, it's it's a steady 30 frames. It's not 60 or anything like that, but it's a steady 30 frames. And I was like, this is freaking impressive. Like, it's just, it's, I mean, because it's a gigantic game, and the fact that they can get it to run decently, it's not going to look great, but it still runs pretty good. Yeah. And I mean, it, and like I said, if you if you are into video games and just, you know, haven't bought an Xbox or a PlayStation, and you got a Switch, and you really want to play The Witcher 3, go for it. Because it's still The Witcher 3. It's still a fantastic game, and it comes with both DLCs. The problem is, is like if you do own a PlayStation or an Xbox, you can easily get the complete edition with all the DLCs for like twenty five bucks. Yeah, rather than paying sixty bucks for the Switch version. So, it's a hard sell, but if you meet those two conditions of really wanting to play it on the go or just only on a Switch, then there's no reason not to own that game. Yeah, you probably don't need it, but if you need it. Definitely get it. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. That's it. Uh, but yeah, thank you for that email. Uh, send some more. We're, we're getting close to the end here of the of the uh, the game. So, yeah, t- tentatively next week? T- I'm going to do my best. Uh, I'm not sure I can either, but I'm going to try. Yeah, I'm going to attempt to do that. Uh, we'll see. Um, here's the other question I have for you, Matt. Because somebody brought up, in fact, I want to say it was Chad. I'm going to look and see. Yeah, uh, I think. You, so you know what I'm about to ask? Yep. Uh, well, I think you do. Okay. Uh, let's see here. He said, are you guys planning to marathon the Witcher DLC after the main campaign? Or were you thinking of saving Hearts of Stone for mid-year and Blood and Wine for the end of the year? Hearts of Stone's about 10 to 15 hours, while Blood and Wine's about 15 to 30 hours. What do you think, Matt? So, until he had sent that on Twitter, I was mentally preparing to just marathon everything. Right. But as soon as he sent that, I almost thought, you know, it would be nice to be able to revisit this fresh more than once. Right. 
and not, you know, I, I wouldn't want to get bogged down in it to the point where I'm sick of it. True. And that that's meaty, you know, that's a, still a lot of gameplay to get through. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so, you know, the, the more I th- the more I think about it, maybe it does make some sense to keep the pace up, maybe try some different games in the meantime, and then, you know, keep coming back to it. How about we do this? I'll make a proposal. How about we finish The Witcher 3, we then move on to Horizon Zero Dawn, then we go to Hearts of Stone. Yep. Then we go to another game, then we do Blood and Wine. Yep, so it doesn't take all year, but we do intersperse a little bit. Exactly. So we have have some nice palate cleansers in between there. Because the last thing I want to do, and this honestly will end up happening, is that I'm going to try my damnedest to beat this game this coming week, and I'm going to miss out on a lot of stuff. Yep. And I don't want that. I want to savor this game. I want to do as many side quests as I feel like doing. So let's do that, if you're down for that. Yeah, no, I think that sounds good. Okay. So, I know there was a lot of people out there who were just waiting on us to get to the DLC. Uh, we will get to it. I can guarantee that we will finish these two DLCs, but let's, let's, let's break them up a little bit. So then we might be in the same boat after this next game then, because after we finish Horizon Zero Dawn, I'm really excited to play the DLC because I haven't played it. And then we'll be, we might be in the same question of do we go straight into it or do we come back to it? Well, I think I think it would be easier to do the DLC for Horizon because Horizon's only like 15 to 20 hours. I've already yeah. put 15 to 20 hours into The Witcher 3 and I'm not done yet. <laughs> since, since we started back. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I think it would be a lot easier to go into the DLC for Horizon because it's not that long of a game. Well, because they say the DLC itself is another 15 to 20 hours. Really? Yeah. Horizon? That's what I see. Holy moly. Okay. And then I've got, it also says the main story is 30 hours. What? (laughs) <laughs> Nobody told me that. So it's yeah, it's and I do I do think it's probably well over twenty. Well. I mean we can split that up too. We'll see how we see. feel when we get closer yeah. to it. Yeah. Cause I mean I there, there's there's definitely some games I want to get to. So pretty much every game that we had on our poll I want to get to. Yeah. So I really want to do Remember Me. And Matt, I know you really want to do Vampire the Masquerade. Yep. And then we've got, what What else do we have on there? We had Spider-Man on there. Yep, which I'm looking forward to again. I have not played at all. In fact, it is still sealed. Like, I, I haven't even taken the wrap off of it yet. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I had God of War. And God of War. I'm somewhat stuck on. Well, there you go. I'm not stuck on it, but I just stopped. But that's gonna be that's gonna be the it for us for this week at least. It is uh, exciting though. Just just again listing that list of games, like these are all games I want to play. Yeah. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Me too. Like I'm, I'm, we're finally doing this. There was a game that I didn't have on the list that I, I kind of want to throw on there, but that's a scary one. Mm. Halloweenish? No, no, no. As in like scary, daunting oh, to take daunting, on. Daunting, yeah. Um, it's, it's Persona Five. Uh, ha. that's pretty high on my list given my absolute adoration for three and four, and I started five and maybe only got eight hours in, six hours in, even. I got to the fourth. Big dungeon in that game. Maybe the fourth, maybe maybe the fifth. I can't remember. I got like probably twenty five hours in. Oh, yeah, I had to, I had to review it, so that was the problem. Was like I played as much as I get of the game I could, wrote my review, and then had to move on to the next thing. Yep. So, you know, did I see the ending? No. So there you go. My my reviews are a sham. So, yeah, I mean, look, I enjoyed my time with it. I think it's a great game. So, but that's another one. I, oh God, I have so many games. So many games. And Resident Evil 3 is coming out in a couple months. Yeah, it's a few games out, coming out in a couple months. I was about to say not. Nah, it's like next month, Resident Evil 3, and I'm hitting that day one because it's Resident Evil 3. Yep. So, anyway, that's going to be it for us. I appreciate everybody listening. If you'd like to follow us all on Twitter, I am at Drew Leachman. Matt is at REMGS. The podcast itself is at ZTGD Phoenix Down. And also send us some emails. It's Drew at ZTGD.com. Please send us emails. We want, we want all of your opinions on The Witcher 3. Everybody's played this game at this point. Come on. <laughs> Except us. Except us, what we're doing. We're remedying that right now. But that's going to be it for us. We're going to be out of here. Until next time, I'm Drew. And I'm Matt. And we're gone. You guys have a great week. And we'll be back next week with the continuation and possible conclusion, but I'm not guaranteeing anything. Other than which, Wild Hunt. Stay tuned. <laughs>